The Chiefs are in it now. It's a fight for their lives, and they got to come together. How do they get that done? And what does it look like today with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com live on Locked on Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's Locked on Chiefs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day for free on every platform everywhere starting on youtube where i'd ask you to like this video subscribe to the channel and hit that bell icon so you get an update whenever we do something fun like this show we are live in the afternoon for you here with matt derrick from chiefsdigest.com our man on the ground the man covering the beat the man that knows better than i and we are brought to you by fan tool fan duel every single week uh you got to use the right tools for the job and fan is going to give it to you uh make every moment count right now get new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets after winning a $5 money line bet right now. That's 150 back if you win the money line bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get started today. We have a lot to get after. We are going to cover where this team is after an epic, epic game against the Buffalo Bills. And how do you reset and start looking forward? And Derek's going to give us his insights from what's going on inside the building. You can find all of his work at ChiefsDigest.com. He is our beat reporter, in-house extraordinaire. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, where we've already begun the draft work, as well as NFL33.com and RGR Football. So make sure you subscribe over there, check them out, get sub the whole nine yards. Matt, I'm going to ask you one straightforward thing. In my opinion, I have no problem with anything that Patrick Mahomes said, except that he didn't use a single cuss word, which I would have liked to see. But I feel like that bought him a little a little brotherhood inside the locker room. And it all comes back to the central comment here. Can this be fixed? Or are we going to continue to see wide receivers, in particular in the passing game, let down this team going forward? We just have to deal with it with this team. Well, I mean, first part with Patrick, I mean, he, he hasn't said anything that hasn't been thought by anybody else in that locker room, especially after the game and the comments. You know, now he, he kind of walked back a little bit on, on Monday as far as, you know, just kind of trying to take a, a little bit of the tone off and not come across as maybe as, as bad to Josh Allen and as indifferent as maybe he was a little bit of, about towards people he was talking to after the game. Um, but, and he'll probably, I would expect to do a little bit of that on Wednesday during his presser with us, you know, it'll probably be just toning down and say, heat of the moment. Um, you know, he'll probably, you know, say he blacked out a little bit after the, on the field, you know, when he gets in that little mode, Thing that Patrick said because that's who he is. Uh, if you watch quarterback on Netflix, I mean, that's who Patrick is. He is one of the most competitive guys that you are ever going to meet. So, uh, no, nothing, nothing that he did or said surprised me. I mean, he was very upset. That locker room was very bewildered. I am sure that they are very still confused about everything that happened at the end of that game and frustrated. So, you know, we'll see what a couple of days does to, to this team on Wednesday. But as far as going forward, I mean, on the one hand, you know, 13 games is no longer a small sample size. After 13 games, you are what you are. And so what is this Chiefs team? It is a Chiefs team with a very, very good defense that has an inconsistent offense. You know, how good can its offense be? Uh, hey, I'm not sure that they still have hit their ceiling. You know, I mean, that's at least the, the the one bit of breathing room that you can give them is to say, hey, maybe Andy and Patrick have not figured out all the levers to, to hit and push in the right way. Uh, you know, it's 
and I go back to, you know, asking Andy Reid at the beginning of this, near the beginning of the season, if it just takes a while to figure out what you have and your rotations and, you know, a little bit like Steve Spagnuolo has talked about on defense and, and Andy poo pooed me and I get it. I mean, he said he knows what he has, that it's just a matter of, you know, getting onto the field and guys doing the right things and cleaning things up. Well, I think it's pretty clear at this point that the only way the Chiefs are going to clean things up is by giving less playing time to the guys who are making mistakes and more playing time to the guys who make fewer mistakes. And that's what we saw Sunday. I mean, we'll see if it translates into anything else, but I, I think it's going to continue. I mean, if you're a receiver and you're not making catches and you're not contributing, you're going to get fewer snaps and you're going to get fewer routes that are meaningful and fewer targets. If you're making plays, you're going to get more opportunities. Um, the bench is going to shorten and guys are going to see their playing time adjusted. Can this team be different than it is? I mean, the the other benefit to them, Ryan, is that right now the AFC, almost everybody has the exact same problem. This is a conference with a lot of dogs with fleas. Uh, I was asked earlier today to make my list of the top five teams in the conference. And I'm like, uh, how can I make this list without putting the Chiefs number two? Because I can't make a case for anybody but Baltimore being ahead of him right now. Mm -hmm. I, that's fair. I think as it evolves, the thing that that I keep coming back to is um, we can talk running game, and I do think that it is more important this season than any season, other season under Andy Reid, and, and we all know that I have a propensity to look at that. But just dumbing it down a little bit further back to basics, if exactly what you said is the way that they go, and I agree with you that they should – Drop snap counts for guys who are not performing. It, this is a performance-based league. If you can't put out, you don't play. Drop that down. But then you get into the other side of it. And my question to you is, looking forward to that, can this team survive and push not just for a playoff berth, but playoff wins and a berth in that Super Bowl if the only thing you have in the passing game is Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and maybe somebody who might make a play every now and then but it's probably not going to overwhelm the balance that is the mistakes that other receivers will make at this point. Can they survive as they are? Well, that's the thing. I mean, now you're you're getting into the part of the season where you're really going to have to dig into the playbook. And we saw it last year. I mean, this is the part of the year where you start to, to get specific packages for specific players and an opportunity to really take advantage of things. I mean, that's, you know, when we saw them, going to Kadarius Tony in certain situations. And I would expect Kadarius Tony to have a very similar role this year. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they will continue to try and get him the ball in, in certain positions. But, you know, the idea that, you know, Kadarius Tony is going to be a guy that gives him 50, 60 reps and, you know, and 11 targets, I just don't see that happening. And the injuries are a big part of it. I mean, that's part of the reason why he hasn't really been able to fit in. So you're probably looking at a role player. Um Basically, that was the same kind of role that Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling had on Sunday. I mean, they were essentially role players. Now, you know, is that a matter of letting other guys get the opportunity? Maybe the other players didn't claim their chances, so now other guys are going to get a chance? We'll see. I mean, and I, and I don't think that Justin Ross is some magical elixir that's going to come in here and all of a sudden start lighting things up. Um, I mean, especially off a six-week layoff, I don't think that's going to just all of a sudden make him a better receiver. So... Uh, I don't think that's an instant fix either. But yeah, I mean, they're going to need more production out of everybody. I mean, they're going to need a bigger workload from Isaiah Pacheco, probably more from him in the receiving game. They're going to need a bigger workload from Jarek McKinnon. He's going to have to make a few catches. And 
let's face it, do some of the magic he did last year that, you know, because honestly, I mean, you can make an argument for a lot of differences between this team and last year. Last year, Jerry McKinnon bailed them out of a lot of situations. And, hey, I, I am absolutely open to the possibility that the Chiefs might just be facing the revision to the mean, the reversion to the mean here. That, you know, they won a lot of close games over the last few years. And Jerry McKinnon's a great example. His touchdowns last year, you felt like was a out of character explosion. And, you know, hey, you know, the flipping the coin can only come ahead so many times in a row. And it seemed like there was a pretty good chance that that might mean that Jerry McKinnon might go six games without a touchdown after he had the explosion that he had last year. So, Hey, if you want to tell me that the Chiefs are just maybe getting a little bit of the bad luck that they've had good luck in the past and it's evening out this year, I'd kind of listen to it. But, you know, there's other fundamental issues with this team. But can they get on a roll? Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, I can see every outcome for this team except missing the playoffs. I can't see that. But this team is going to make the playoffs. They absolutely should win the AFC West unless there is an absolute catastrophe of a, of a just collapse. But you win the AFC West, you're going to get a home game. I can't rule out the one seed because, I I mean, they absolutely should go 4-0 over these last four games. If they don't, I mean, that's going to be indicative of just how many flaws that they do have. But once you get into the tournament, you've got a, you've got a, 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 a clutch quarterback. You've got a great coach. Anything can happen. And we've seen that I think that the rest of the AFC is, has their own flaws. So, yeah, I mean, I can see the Chiefs doing everything from winning the Super Bowl to going out in the first round. Well, let's hope that it's the prior. And we're going to talk about how they come back together and get back on the right page right on the backside of this. But first, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a hint about how you get into the action. And that is right now. This is the time as the stretch push comes to the season and you're looking at the postseason. If you want to get in the action right now, it's hot over on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets if you win a $5 money line bet. That's $5 that you risk to get $150 if you make that money line bet, and it's a winner. That's a great deal, and if you're thinking, if you haven't gotten to FanDuel yet and you're thinking about joining, there's no better time than right now as it heats up. Towards the playoffs, it can heat up on FanDuel as well. It's super easy to use. You can bet the spreads, the props, the lines, obviously, as well as over-unders and everything else under the sun. It's over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can heat this season up right now, and that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel, the official sports, uh, betting partner of the NFL. I really feel something that you mentioned in the last segment uh, here on the, the Lockdown Sports, Sports uh, Podcast Network, uh, where we're here for you every day. And also, I, I do want to get you guys onto uh, the text line. That's 816-357-8781. Make sure you join that, too. Uh, as we come back and we look doubling down, the one thing that's encouraging me from what you said in the first is, is that, particularly with McKinnon, that's an in-house asset that hasn't been performing as well as last year or hasn't been asked to. And so that is one way that they can tick back up towards what they did in past seasons. That Obviously another flawed team, but got them to the Super Bowl and got a championship. Uh, I think that ha is something that has to double down. But outside of adding back to the mix something that you haven't been using this season, what else do they have to do to come together as a team? I feel like the emotion of what they just went through should pull them back together. I feel like the offense and the defense – 
it should feel like a little bit more battling for each other is what to be expected because it's going to be harder going forward. Is there one other thing that can galvanize them that you want to see in terms of what they do either on the field or in the locker room to bring that around and start heading down this, this last four game run? Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that we haven't seen, and is a good thing, is that we haven't seen any finger pointing. We haven't seen any frustration. And, hey, there was a little bit of that in the past. I mean, there wasn't, I don't think there was ever any direct finger pointing. But, hey, there were, there were times that there was frustration when the offense was going great guns and the defense had trouble stopping team people at times. And, yeah, I mean, there was a little frustration that maybe they would lose some games, that the offense felt that they should have won, or the offense just felt there was too much stress on them. Now it's the other way around, and and we're still at the ballpark where there's enough guys on this defense that still remember the days when the offense was the one that was carrying all the workload. So there's not that that hostility that you might see in some teams where the defense is like, wait a minute, you know what? We're doing our job, and we're losing games because this the offense is letting us down. There's not that feeling. There's not been that. But we've now heard a couple of times this season, and frankly, last week was one of those that, you know, where you heard a lot of the messaging being, you know what, the focus is there now. You know, this was the wake up call that we needed. Um, You know, I've heard that now after three or four games this year, it was even after the first one against the Lions was this was a wake up call. Um, How many wake up calls does it take, Ryan? I mean, how many times can you hit the snooze button? I mean, that's what's going to take me a while. Sorry. That's what's that's what's happening right now. I mean, basically, this team has hit the snooze button. Um, they haven't gotten the wake up call that they seem seem to keep thinking that they're getting. And yeah, either there's one of two things is true. I mean, either one that it's just it, this team doesn't have that ability. That it's just that it is what it is, and there's no fifth gear that they can they can swing into, especially on the offense, that's going to allow them to really just all of a sudden shine. Or two, they're going to find the right rotation. They're going to find the right mix that suddenly gets some confidence. And that's a big part of it. I mean, it absolutely, I think, is, is just they need to have the confidence back. They need to have their swagger back um, because you're not seeing it right now. I don't think you're seeing it in the quarterback. I don't think you're seeing it in the offense. I think you're seeing it on the defensive side. I think the defense has got plenty of swagger, sure. um, more than I've ever seen it have. But... <laughs> offensively no i mean you can you can almost at this point see the, the look in everybody's eyes and their body language it's like there's doubt when they get the ball late in the game about them being able to make a play and i thought that was going to go away as Kadarius tony was racing into the end zone off that lateral from kelsey but i i expect it's going to be back again this week that until they go out and they win a game the way they're used to winning i i just don't know if you can count on that it's funny the way that you put that. It takes me back to something that I've been thinking about, and it is it is the departure from how they've won in the past. And I think there's a lot of guys, especially the veterans on here, on this roster that you've been kind of hoping would come around that just haven't because they can't win the way that they have, by margins that they have, in the fashion that they have. So it, it brings me to the conclusion that you just – it's up to the coaching staff to hammer this home and probably the, the, the best players on this roster. you got to embrace the suck. You're going to have to win ugly. You're going to have to come back, make those one and three point margins work for you to get a W. There is no cruising. That's over. That's a thing of the past. You have to embrace who you are. And I think if they do that, I think there's still a possibility that if they can get comfortable, especially the guys that are used to winning big, that maybe those performances won't suffer in the fourth quarter or when they have to execute those drives that they have to have. It's a have to have 
season at this point, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, and and this is why I can't write this team off because as inconsistent as the offense has been, you know, once again, outside of the Denver game when they just really didn't show up and, and kind of got it handed to them, um, in all of their other losses, you can pretty much point to one play. And frankly, in some of them, a half dozen plays, if not most of them, a half dozen plays, where if you just make one of those plays, the outcome goes a different direction. Obviously, against Detroit, there were several of those in week one that had they made the play on offense, they probably win that game. Uh, making a play in the red zone, you you make the you win that game. You don't turn the ball over here. You win that game. There were those against Buffalo too, and it wasn't just Kadarius Tony offsides. There was a handful of other moments that they had, and 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 for the first time, maybe defensively too. Um, I mean, that's the other thing that's going to be hard about this stretch down the end. And we saw it against Buffalo. They're going to miss Brian Cook. I mean, that's something that I think they absolutely missed against Buffalo. And I think they minimized that in the last 40 minutes. So maybe they figured out some of the things that they need to do to minimize that loss. So maybe it won't be showing up down the road. Maybe they, they fixed some of the leaks that were in there. Um, but he's a good player and he's done so much for this team that I think is really underrated with a lot of the dirty work that, you know, that's something that teams are going to try and take advantage of. So maybe this team has reached a point where there's just too much critical mass, too many injuries. Maybe it will end up biting them, but I, I don't know. I, to me, I still can't write this team off because there are too many bold names on this team that are big name, highlight, you know, when the lights are on players. And if this team has just simply been waiting until it's prime time to show up, there are prime time players on this team. And, 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 and honestly, I mean, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, if I'm one of the leaders in this room, even one of the guys on defense, I'm Travis Kelsey. I think I'm probably making the speech at, at some, some point this week and saying, look, you know, guys might say might have normally played this until the playoffs, but Honestly, this is the last time that a lot of you are going to be in this room. I mean, this is the last time that this team is going to be together is this last, you know, this last two months of the season. Now's the time. Take advantage of it because you're never going to, some of you are never going to be here again. You're not going to have this opportunity. Dig down and get in because you're not, you, you, this might be your only chance to win a Super Bowl. So go out and get it. Well, and, and I think they have those primetime players that, that have to deliver that message. Who does and how do they get started this week? We're going to cover that coming up next. Getting into the action in daily fantasy sports is a special experience when you make it simple. And PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's easiest. It's the most exciting. And honestly, I feel that it's the most A or B. You have to show your prowess. They're going to give you a number. You're going to pick two to six players, and they're going to give you a number of what their performance is going to be. You're going to choose whether that player performs better and produces more points, uh, et cetera, or less. It's just that simple. Two to six players makes an entry. You choose more or less on either of them, any of them. Put that combination together, and you can win big. Do you think that Patrick goes back and against the Patriots – goes for 300 yards again. That's going to be one of your picks. You're going to have plenty there. You can even get into a reboot policy. If one of your players get injured, they will reboot him for you, and it will not come in 
to your score. Uh, that's an insurance policy that you're not going to find. And I think it's going to be a whole lot worth it. It's an easy app to navigate. It makes things super simple and you can get entries in in 60 seconds. It makes life fun and exciting and super simple. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL, all one word. And your first deposit match of up to $100 will be matched. That means they give you $100 for depositing $100 with them. That's at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL. It's prize picks and it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Easy is the way that I generally like it. I like all these wins to be easy, Matt, but that's just not the way that it works. But I think the one thing that has to double down on what we saw against the Bills, it comes to me that there was some fire there. We, we saw what happened with Chris Jones and Joe Cullen. I'm sure they're past that. I'm sure it got a little bit more heated than either of them really wanted. But the motivation that was there is, is Chris Jones's best performance here in a couple of weeks. Seven pressures on the day. It, it I think, accentuated what everybody else was able to do. Amenahue with six pressures. Karloftis with five. Dana with five. Uh, they were sending uh, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay getting three apiece. It's pressure that comes on that didn't have to come from the nickel blitz. Uh, yes, they ran that a few times, but it wasn't predominant. And I do believe that against uh, my guy, Bailey Zappi, that I was very excited to see drafted as high as he was. Didn't think it was going to be Bill Belichick. But Bailey's a quick processor. He is a guy that can make a decision and get the ball out. And I, and I think he's finally rounded into form here in the pros of what he was in college. And so for the Chiefs, the pressure is going to be very to be quick pressure, uh, particularly for Christian Charles and Menahue, to really dominate the interior three of the Patriots offensive line. And I do think you're going to see McDuffie come and be successful too. Because once you get past that initial rush, I think the coverage will be there for them to kind of rally around. And I see this game being, the offense has worked. It's not running smoothly. The defense has to step up and not take a quarter to wake up in this ball game, but set the tone from the beginning and crush that Patriots offense right off the get-go. And I think that starts the turnaround that we're all looking for. A, do you think that will work? And B, do you think that's what happens? Yeah, I mean, I, I looking at the how can the Patriots be able to sustain anything offensively against the Chiefs? And, I mean, I think they, they really have to look at – to me, going to what Green Bay did and a little bit of what, you know, the, the Bills did in the first half against the Chiefs, you know, it's you you can't target the guys that Trent McDuffie and LeJarrius Sneed are on. You're going to have to go elsewhere. You're going to have to look at who is good, who who is in, invading the zones of the safeties um, when the Chiefs are in zone. I mean, that's that's, I think, absolutely one of the things that you have to attack. You have to attack the edges because if you can get the ball to some guys out on the on the perimeter with some speed and you can get some blocks out there for them to kind of mitigate, you know, the ability of, of McDuffie and Snead to close in and get some tackles. You know, the Chiefs have shown, shown some weaknesses there. You know, they are susceptible to some speed on the outside. Um, they have had some weaknesses up the middle. I think that's going to be improved with Nick Bolton getting back and getting healthier and healthier. So we'll see. And if they're able to get Trent, uh, Drew Tranquil back this week, I mean, that can also be somebody that they can rotate in in some passing situations if they need to or to give Bolton the spell. And they won't be losing as much. And so maybe that they can sustain that a little bit more if Tranquil is back. Um, but that, that to me, I mean, is the recipe. I mean, you kind of have to get rid of the ball quickly against the chiefs. You can't let them get settled into blitzing. You have to, you know, really mitigate and make sure that you can slow down that defensive line. So play actions, big part of it. 
I mean, Bill Belichick knows all of this. He knows better than I do. So I expect that the, the Patriots will try to do some, you know, formula of that, some brand of that. Um, I just don't know two questions, you know, what, what, and I guess really one, because I think the Chiefs, I think the answer to my second question, which is, you know, can the Chiefs handle that is yes. Um, the question is, are the Patriots good enough to pull it off? And that's where I'm just not sure because um, this offense is not good. I mean, if you're frustrated with the Chiefs offense, you ought to look at some of the things that the Patriots have done this year. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And, and not to throw my guy Zappy under the bus, he's going to have to go to the guy that, that unfortunately this week of all weeks, it's hard to see him be successful. Uh, the guy that kept the motor running last season, in my opinion, was Juju Smith-Schuster. They're going to see him. He's the only guy that Bailey Zappi can relatively go to consistently. I uh, had a, a nice game with Hunter Henry uh, last time they were on the field on Thursday Night Football, but I don't think that that's enough. It's going to have to be Juju, and I think that Trent McDuffie is going to be pretty much all over him. The other linchpin for me is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. He, he led them in uh, targets uh, the last time they were on the field. Obviously, the primary rusher with uh, Roger Stevenson out. Limit those two guys, and I think you're going to be in good shape. In the end, it's about the offense showing up to work and not saying, hey, the defense has got this. We, we can take a week off. You can't. You've proven that. you got to be hitting on all cylinders. I think this is an opportunity to run the score up a little bit. I think they have to in order to confidence back in the, in the offense. I don't know if that's going to get it done, though. How do you see this game going down? See, you're sending, I mean, all, all throughout the show, Ryan, I've been more optimistic than you have been. And now we're getting to the prediction for this weekend. And I, you sound more optimistic than me. Um, I mean, I do think the Chiefs win this game because they absolutely should. It's probably going to be tougher than it should be until the Chiefs prove that they can offensively get some things done. And until they do that, I am absolutely going to stick to my guns and I'm not going to expect the Chiefs to have an offensive explosion and I'm not ex going to expect them to cover the spread and have a big win. But this team should win this game because I just don't see the, the New England offense getting a whole lot done. I do think that the Chiefs should at least get a few scoring drives. You know, it's going to depend to me on how, how effective that they are in the red zone and if they don't commit some turnovers and don't make these drive-killing penalty mistakes. Um, hey, Maybe they do that, and as a result, they win this game thirty to three. But I, until then, will take a very Chiefs right now kind of game and a very Patriots kind of game, um, and believe that in a bit of a pillow fight, seventeen to nine, Chiefs. <laughs> I like the pillow fight analogy, folks. You can see all of Matt's work over at ChiefsDigest.com. You're going to get my prediction along with Chris's on Friday when we preview the game for you as we lay out what they have to do to get it done. Uh, if you haven't been listening to Fridays, make sure you get back for Friday because we're pretty much going to tell you how the game's going to go because, unfortunately, this team is not as unpredictable as it used to be. I think I got this. So make sure you join us. You can also check out the Locked On Sports Today. It's our newest feed. It's 24-7. You're going to get some samples of me on there on various shows as well as this show. And it's always going to be running. You can get all your NFL information over there. So check that out as well. I'm looking forward to it, Matt. Thanks for your prediction. And uh, thanks for keeping us sane this week. Do what I can, Ryan. I can't always guarantee anything, but I do what I can. <laughs> that's man antidepressants and we're going to be fine folks enjoy the rest of your week we're going to be back with you tomorrow looking at the patriots that's going to be a fun one thanks for spending your time with us today we'll talk to you tomorrow from the land of the free and the home of the chiefs this is the locked on chiefs podcast